And we're going to read from verse 5. Sorry, no, verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as Jesus Christ, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation, in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Hello again. <laughs> so, here we are. And I've got a question for you. Well, a number of questions, actually, which start from the first question, which is on the screen there. I wonder how well you think the people of Baston Hill actually get on. How well do we live together? Maybe you have an idea from first-hand experience because you live in the village or have lived in the village at some point. Or maybe you're from the outside looking in. In what ways do we look after one another? How do we care? How do we love? How do we show an interest? How can we look after each other better? And how can the church look after the community? After all, this is the community of which this church is part. And whether members of this church are members of this community or not, this church has a responsibility to this community. This community has been given to us by God. And this church has been given to this community by God. So what can you do as well, in addition to all of these thoughts, to help the people of Baston Hill live well together? Or what can you do to help your own community live well together, wherever it is that you live? Those questions are going to stay on the screen for a few minutes now. And what I'd love for you to do is chat to the people who are near you or around you. If you really don't want to do that, please don't feel any pressure to do it. But if you could, just chat about this. Chat about it because this is important. This is important for Baston Hill. It's important for this church. So just have a think about it and have a chat with those around you. Go for it.
one more minute of chatting. If you would like to draw your conversations to a close then. And it would be good if you could hold these thoughts, hold these thoughts in mind of how well you think um, people in this village get on, how we could do that better, how the church looks after this community and why that's important, and what you can do in your own community and in this church community and of course in this locality, this village, to help people live well together. So let's see then if we can gain some inspiration, some help and some advice about why it's important for communities to live well together and how we might be able to achieve this more fully. Now when I learned that the theme for our service of Thanksgiving today was Hooray for Hollywood uh, from Judy Schoen, she gave me a challenge and she said, Tim, when you speak, see how many movie titles you can get into your sermon. Okay, And so I thought, oh, I'm up for that. So I rose to the challenge, and I have done. But of course, this presents a further challenge for all of you, because you need to count how many movie titles I've used in my sermon, not already, but from in a couple of minutes' time. And I've got a prize for the person who gets the right number of movie titles. The prize is a voucher to go and see a movie. How about that? No expense spared. Don't say I'm never generous. I'm going to give the person who guesses the accurate number of movies included. So, I'll, tell, I'll give you the heads up. And so, at the end of the talk, the person with the nearest number wins the voucher. Unfortunately, though, to win it, you have to keep listening. Okay? You have to keep listening. <laughs> if I see you nod off and then you just pluck a number out of the air, it doesn't count. So the section of the Bible we read just now, well I read just now, is my all-time favorite passage or snippet from the Bible. It's Philippians chapter 2. And I've already started on this uh, competition of the movie titles. So let's analyze this a little. I may have told you before, but it's the hymn-like qualities of this chapter from the Bible, the lyrical nature, and it conveys so much meaning. It's so beautiful to me, and that's why I love it. And nothing of its beauty, I think, is lost in translation. I, that actually was my turn. It just happens to be a movie title. What can I say? This chapter is part of a letter that the writer Paul wrote to the church in Philippi. One big danger that threatened that community in its day was disunity. There were a group of people who were each following their own ideas, they stood for their own beliefs, they looked after number one. Each of them set their own priorities in life. And consequently, at the end of the day, they were individuals who bumped into one another, rubbed each other up the wrong way, and got on each other's nerves by following their own strongly held ideas. Now this sort of thing never goes on in Baston Hill, does it? 
It never goes on in Christchurch. It never goes on in the places where any of you live. But of course, if we're truly honest, disunity can affect every single community. It can affect Baston Hill. It can affect this church. It can affect our local school. Each of us can have ideas, beliefs, priorities, and opinions that really matter to me, to us. But the problem with that is where we hold on to them above and beyond the good of our neighbors and our friends and our colleagues, then disunity will follow. Not getting on will come about. We won't get on as well as we would like to. We'll annoy one another. We'll avoid one another. We'll criticize one another, talk about one another, and we'll complain about one another. We become like grumpy old men. Disunity causes real problems. Paul tells us, though, that this disunity behind it are two lurking dangers. There's two main causes of disunity. Firstly, there is selfish ambition, he says. Now, what's selfish ambition? Well, it's walking over people to get what we want, striving to get our own way, no matter how it affects other people, thinking of our own position or our own influence in a community before other people. Selfish ambition is the passion to see that we come out on top. And if that isn't enough, you spotted it, Ben, well done, to do the damage, then, secondly, there is vain conceit. Imagining that we are the perfect role models. Wanting people to see how good we are, how influential we are, how amazing and truly outstanding we are, how untouchable we are. And then enjoying all the attention when people agree. And then we agree with them that we are those things and more besides. Understandably, Paul wants the community in Philippi. And the reason he wrote that letter was to influence that church and all other churches in uh, their reach and how the church has grown. And that's the influence of Paul's writing today. He wants to influence churches across the world. And fortunately, he still does. He wants this community too, to avoid these things, these two lurking dangers. And he has a dream, a vision for how things really ought to be. He wants us to be communities that are united, to live in love, harmony, to be like-minded. In short, sharing love, actually. I'm sure we all agree. But, look, I have to try. You know, other, otherwise, I don't get any in. But doing it, doing this, is the hard part. So how do we then live in harmony? How do we put the ideas that we chatted about right at the beginning of this talk into practice? Well, according, according to Paul's great hymn, we are to look to the interests of other people. We're to put others first. And we do this by one simple idea. By having the same attitude as Jesus Christ. It's as simple and as difficult as that. Having the same attitude as Jesus Christ. Who being fully God in nature, 
existing beyond time and space, before the Ice Age and before the Earth was one large Jurassic Park, did not cling onto equality with God like a child jealously holding a toy. You imagine, you know, Jesus, I'm not giving up being God. No, I'm not. He didn't say that. But willingly laid it down for the good of the human race and became the one who would fulfill the mission of God in the world. He made himself nothing and became like an alien in a foreign land by becoming a servant in human form. And as a man, he experienced life in all its fullness, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Through, through the dark hours one Friday, he humbled himself and served the world through his death on a cross. I reckon it was the day the earth stood still. This was no half-baked idea or plan. This was God himself demonstrating that love is shown, true love is shown by making sacrifices. True greatness is shown through humility. Making the world a better place comes through serving one another. And because of all that Jesus did, God has given him the highest place and the name above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Jesus' name is up there in a true hall of fame. Simply by putting all others before himself. And in the light of this, Paul tells his readers and us too, to stand by me. That's what he says, stand by me. So that our names can also appear alongside the name of Jesus. We're to stand by Paul as we aim to live with the same attitude as Jesus, the one we confess as Lord. We're to do everything, serve others, love others, and put others first without complaining or arguing. And as we do, we'll shine like stars in the heavens as we walk the avenue of stars. The light of our amazing Christ-like actions will shine in Baston Hill and beyond like a star shining in the dark night. Did you get that one? It was, yeah, thank you. Having the same attitude as Jesus will enable us to be a harmonious village, a united church. It will also enable us to be agents of humility and service with our own neighbours and friends, colleagues and families. Having the same attitude as Jesus will enable us to help make the changes needed in this community or wherever we live. So be encouraged to live like the one we confess as Lord. We confess Jesus as Lord, so be encouraged to live like him. And it will help make our community or the place where you live a place without pride or prejudice, a neighborhood of unity and harmony. Amen. So I wonder how you did. I'm going to take the guesses and then we'll go through them all. And uh, I'll tell you which they were. And if you missed any, you could get it. Freya? Pardon? 15, good try, but it's not 15. Olivia? 25, it's a good guess, but it's not 25. 22, good guess, but it's not 22. 17, good try, but it's not 17. Steve? 17. 
It's not seven. Timothy? 21. Good try, but it's not 21. Tara? 18. Good try. Phil? Good try, but it's not 26. Not 12. Olwyn? Not 19. Hattie? Not 20. Nat? Not 13. Uh, no, should I go Fred or Richard? Richard? 14. No. Fred? No, 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 Anita, 10, no, not 27, Margaret, not 21, not 32, (laughs) Steve, not 24, Laura, no, uh, Who's going to go? Claire. 23. Well done, Claire. It was about the only number left between 15 and 30, wasn't it? So let's go through them then. There was, analyze this. Lost in translation. At the end of the day. Big. Grumpy old men. The passion. Role models. Untouchable. Love actually. Ice Age, Jurassic Park, The Mission, Alien, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, Dark Hours, Friday, The Day the Earth Still Stood Still, Half Baked, Up, Fame, Stand By Me, The Dark Knight, and Pride and Prejudice. Had to finish with that. 23. Well done, everybody. So... Congratulations, Claire. You will receive a voucher to Cineworld and you can go and enjoy a movie. But uh, seriously, though, be encouraged to live like the one we proclaim as Lord. And that is Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Tim. I don't know what you talked about in your small groups, but one of the things that we brought up in ours was um, what a great community spirit there is in Baston Hill. And we're going to give thanks for our community now by having our very own Baston Hill Walk of Fame. No expense spared. We have our sparkly stars. And I'm going to uh, read out some of the things that contribute to what a great community based in Hill is. And we're going to put down our own walk of fame as we do so. Um, just before we, we put the thing on, Aidan, um, can I just say that um, I am new to Baston Hill and I am bound to have missed out somebody's favourite shop or the best community enterprise this community has ever seen. If that is the case, I've got some spares down here. Please come and add to it. It would be great if we could give thanks for as many wonderful things in this community as possible. Have I got my pavement layers around? Where's Lauren gone? Have I got Lauren? Lauren, where are you? (laughs) Thank you, Lauren. Okay, so with the help of Baloo, we're going to celebrate our community at Baston Hill. Here goes. We 
got the jubilations in this The new and improved bus service. Our places of worship, Christchurch and the Methodists. Jenny's Caterers. The Vets. The Basin Hill football teams. Sports clubs such as Ladies Badminton. The Scouts. The Guides. Holland Close, sheltered housing, the vicarage care home, the library, the music service, Cross's fruit and vegetable shop, the butchers, Oak Meadow School, our nurseries, Christchurch and Hillside House, the after school club, our pubs, the beaches and the three fishes. Takeaways, the Eat Well, Eastern Eye, and the Atlantic Fish Shop, the Beaches Medical Practice, the Dental Practice, the Chemist, the Spa, Basin Hill Store, our hairdressers, Stevens, Creations, Serenity, the Village Association, the Parish Council, Smart Energy Services, Lower Pulley Storage, the Clock Preparer, the Memorial Hall, our Community Police Officers, Outlook, the WI, the Reading Group, Village Voices, the Flower Club, Zumba, Slimming World, Zone, Baston Hill Aggregate Quarry, and Jolly Van Hire. If I've missed anything out, please come and add to our walk of fame at the end of the service. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for what each of these contributes to the well-being of this community. We pray for your blessing on all of those we have mentioned and on all of us as we seek to form community, look out for the vulnerable and do what we can to make this village a great place to live, work and visit. In a moment of silence, just think about one thing in our community that you'd like to give thanks to God for. Lord, you hear our prayers. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Amen. Thanks, guys. You did a brilliant job there. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, we're going to continue um, to bring our community before God now as we pray um, for it in our intercessions. Um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with the film The Matrix. Any Matrix fans out there? Fantastic. Well, in this film, uh, to make it simple for those who haven't seen it, um, the main character realizes that he is part of a world that isn't quite right. There's something wrong with the world he lives in, because the world isn't as it should be. Thanks, Aidan. I am Morpheus. It's an honor to meet you. No. The honor is mine. Please, come. Sit. 
I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole. Hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Ironically, this is not far from the truth. Do you believe in fate, Neil? No. Why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. I know exactly what you mean. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Matrix. Do you want to know what it is? The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window, or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. into a world that isn't as it should be. We can either take the blue pill and just accept that, or we can take the red pill and align ourselves to God's purposes for us. 
Jesus taught his disciples to pray so that they would know and live in the reality of God's love for his creation. So when we pray, we ask that we would be able to see the world as God sees it. So let's pray now. Again, if you say the bold words on the screen, our prayers are loosely based around the prayer that Jesus taught us, the Lord's Prayer. So let us pray for our own needs and for the needs of others, following the pattern which Jesus gave when he taught us to pray to God the Father. Through our love of the countryside, through our care for animals, through our respect for property and tools, Father, hallowed be your name. On our farms and in our homes, in our colleges and schools, where machinery is made and where policy is planned, Father, your kingdom come. By our seeking your guidance,